recorded live in the Hammett Point Studios in Lyman, South Carolina. It's the All Seven Days Podcast. People are laughing at me in Spanish. <laughs> no hablo espanol. No hablo espanol. We've been, we've been uh, practicing our Spanish here in the studios, and uh, Rachel is better than all of us. Yes. Uh, but this podcast is just a bunch of church members having conversations about spiritual matters where the Bible gets to define truth, and our minds and perspectives get to conform to that truth. You can send your question in at askitall7days.com, 864-660-9473. Leave us a voicemail or text. Join the All 7 Days Hangout on Facebook and listen on all your favorite podcasting apps. Please subscribe. It helps. And uh, get mugs and t-shirts, all7days.com slash shop, or support us on a monthly basis, anchor.fm slash all 7 days. Thanks for listening today. Rachel, how is your Spanish? Mm, I see, I see. <laughs> <laughs> and Jonathan, your Spanish? No. No. <laughs> <laughs> Is is chimichanga actually a Mexican dish, or is that something Americanized thing that we made up and decided to sell it at Mexican restaurants? I don't know. What's well, like queso? <laughs> People go down there the first time they order queso, and it's like cheese. cheese? <laughs> <laughs> no, I want queso. <laughs> right, cheese. cheese. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have uh, uh, my niece married a young man who is like from Mexico and his parents would have folks over and she would cook. Oh. Oh yes. Oh my goodness. He would he would grill carne asada. Mm. She'd make her own tortillas. Tamales. Oh, I love that woman. See, when I used to travel to Mexico, <laughs> I won't tell Pam, I promise. Our favorite lunch was from the gas station across the plant. And people are like, really? Like you try like no, you don't understand. Like it was amazing tacos. <laughs> Some of the you know, when I first when we moved back to Corinth, Mississippi, and we said, Where's the best place to get fried chicken? The answer I got surprised me. It was Ben's Texaco. It was a gas station, and they fried their own chicken there, and it was amazing. So, I don't know. I Maybe maybe I should try gas station sushi next. I don't know. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Saying, gas truck stop taco. Raw fish. No, it's fresh carp. <laughs> 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 From Lyman Lake. <laughs> Yum. Oh, <laughs> oh, Lyman Lake has been quite drained recently. No, it's filled back up. It is now. Somewhat. But it's a lot more than it was when we moved in. That's true. That's true. That's true. Well, nobody knows what we're talking about at this point, except no. don't try gas station sushi. <laughs> <laughs> Unless, you know, you're looking for a night in the hospital. And then free room and board, maybe? I don't know. Well, free for that night. Yeah. <laughs> month later when you get the bill, not yeah. so much. But. That's true. That's true. Well, uh, oh, okay. I don't know how we got there, but let's move on. <laughs> let's move on to our question right after a quick break. This is the All 7 Days Podcast. Welcome back to the All 7 Days Podcast. Rachel, Jonathan, Trevor is uh, on vacation. He's in Florida. I saw a picture. He was dangling one of his children in front of a what looked to be about a 20-foot-long alligator. And um, so it was... Uh, it was. 
It was. Was, was there glass between? There was. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to ask how vacation was going, but if you're holding your child over an alligator, man, you might you know. No, he's got two more. What? Sixty-six <laughs> percent success rate on bringing them home. That's not too bad. Uh, In I baseball, that's you know you're a hero. I guarantee the other two will listen after that. <laughs> <laughs> Very true. Speaking of listening, <laughs> terrible segue. We get to our question of the day, and Jonathan, this one is your fault uh, because you got a an email uh, from your work. Should we say that out loud? Is that okay to say this out loud? That it's from your work, and you're gonna sure you wanna you wanna tell us what this email is about and uh, what they're what they're communicating. Sure. So I work for DTNA um, Trucking and headquartered in Portland, Oregon. So the email did not really surprise me because we have a lot of emails that come through our our system that are not exactly comfortable to me. Um, but this one is one of them especially. So the recent overturn decision of Roe versus Wade, the email states that our people, meaning our employees come first. They're a, they are our heart and soul of what we do every day. And we are committed to protecting their health and well-being for all costs of their families. Today, the Supreme court has announced its decision to overturn Roe versus Wade and removing the federal protection to a woman's right to choose an abortion and leaving the decision up to each state. While we do not know what decision each state will make in these circumstances, the company is committed to ensuring that all of our employees have access to full slate of benefits we offer regardless of what state they live in. With that commitment as our guide in response to today's ruling, we are reviewing our benefits plan to ensure all employees have equal access to care. Our operations committee. Uh-huh. So, uh, first of all, I guess everyone now knows that uh, Roe v. Wade has been overturned, meaning that it doesn't necessarily mean abortion is now illegal, but the states get to decide whether mm-hmm. or not they will allow it in that state. And so your company is responding to that, saying, basically, we're reviewing our benefits package to say, that if you want to have an abortion, we will make sure that you can get one, even if you live in a state that doesn't allow it. That's the way I took it. Yeah, yeah. That's the way I read it, too. Um, so how do we, I mean, here we are again in another, how do I respond to this thing, right? How mm-hmm. do we, How do we, as Christians, I mean, it seems like, first of all, let's celebrate as Christians that Roe v. Wade was overturned. However... How many tweets, Instagrams, et cetera, have you seen from quote-unquote Christians that are lamenting this fact mm-hmm. at this point? Have you seen that? I have. A yeah. Couple of yeah. Uh, Pam has as well. Um, that baffles me. It really does. Uh, but there are a lot of things in the quote-unquote Christian community that baffle me at times as well. Um, and that's why at the beginning of this podcast, we always say where the Bible gets to define truth mm-hmm. and we get to conform to that, right? Um, because if we were left to come up with our own truth, uh, it, would not. it would not, and it doesn't, right? Um, so, um, so first of all, um, I'm going to celebrate the fact that that is a win. Um, however, 
there are still states out there and still companies like this who are going to support it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and um, we'll do whatever it takes, I guess, to make sure this keeps happening. So, um, Jonathan, since this is your company, how are you, are you going to respond to this? Are you going to say anything, do anything? I know this is, uh, this is, you know, it's your livelihood, right? Right. It's your, That's it's your, the hard part. Yeah. No, my company has shown in the past, which is sad. There's groups for everything you can imagine LGBTQ plus, like we were yeah. discussing the other week. But the one thing you cannot talk about is Christianity. Yeah. Like you cannot talk about religion. And I have no doubt if I was to write an email or something, my voice in my opinion, mm-hmm. that I would have a message come out saying, blah, 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 has decided to look for other opportunities, meaning I was let go. Yeah. And if I did not have a stable livelihood and that helps me, you know, take care of my family, it's like, yeah, I could see myself disagreeing as I do, but it's like, I know if I said something, I would immediately be gone. Yeah. Um, because it does not conform to their all inclusive acceptance of everybody for every doing. That's not necessarily my beliefs as according to the Bible. Right. So a couple of things that come to mind. First of all, I work for a company very similarly mindset. They haven't come out with any kind of statements like this. In fact, they've been very quiet since the decision was handed down. However, in the past couple of years, they have ramped up their diversity and inclusion Mm -hmm. training, right? Mm -hmm. To tell you how you're supposed to behave. Do you have the yearly training as well? Oh, yeah. Like semi-annually almost? Yeah, no, it's it's annual. Um, Especially, and it's it's even ramped up a little bit for managers, right? Mm -hmm. Even though I haven't had any issues right i'm i'm there they they pay me to do a job which is to manage people to help them do their job right and as long as that's going on i mean that other stuff doesn't it doesn't come up right Mm -hmm. and they seem to train but the training seems to be for the absolute edge case extreme situation right which i guess could come up but um but they're their reasoning when they first rolled out the DNI training was that quote unquote successful companies do this. Mm-hmm. You look at all of the most successful companies in the world, they all have this training. And that kind of stuck wrong with me initially. And I think I've kind of worked out in my mind why. And that is that the most successful companies in the world can afford to do this kind of training mm-hmm. and can afford the ramifications of this sort of training. Meaning that if you're a, a mom and pop startup company, mm-hmm. especially in the South, right? And you try to start this way. Yeah. You're, you're not going to make it. You're not going to make it. Um, because the, if you're if you've got any business acumen at all, you hire the best people to do the job that you want done. Mm-hmm. Now, that best person may happen to be living a lifestyle 
that you don't necessarily agree with, right? So if you're a Christian organization, then you hire the best person that aligns with your values to get the job done. If you're a secular organization, you might have some leeway on that. But if you're a Christian running a secular business, then you've got less leeway on that, right? Um, so I think, I think that kind of it gets turned a little bit. And I think these companies that have started this are starting to see the ramifications of it, right? And you look at companies like, you know, the big ones, Googles, the Amazons, the Apples, and all that kind of stuff. I think they're seeing, you know, more more turmoil in their companies since they've started this, and their uh, stock prices are actually, you know, you could you could blame this on the the stock market, what it's doing right now in general, anyway. But I think uh, it may be feeding into it, right? Um, because they're more concerned about um, losing everyone. Yeah except for those who disagree with their yes. stance, right? Correct. So the, the people who traditionally... Don't vote everyone. Yeah. The people who traditionally throughout time are the best and hardest workers are Christians mm -hmm. because we have a work ethic that comes from God, right? Mm -hmm. Our The Bible tells us, you know, work hard as if working for the Lord rather than a man so that things will go well, right? And we bring that... We bring our beliefs to our workplace that help us do a better job than most, right? And we're not distracted with all this other, these other things. Um, so I think there's ramifications there. Any thoughts on that? You agree with? Do you agree with that, or are there other? No, I mean I agree. And there's, I mean, there's other people I work with who have similar views to you know, me and you, and there was a meeting at one point, I don't know who it was, it was by, it was all about, you know, inclusive diversity, and the ending of the message was, the company is too pale, stale, and male, mm. to, like, and I understand wanting a diverse, a diverse background, and it's great, because there's so many different people who come from backgrounds that can bring a lot of knowledge to any situation. Mm -hmm. I hate when we force ourselves to go a certain way that doesn't necessarily you're going you're contradict you're, you're contradicting yourself by what you're preaching. Yeah. It's like we're going to try to include everything but yet we're pushing away like you said the ones that are truly are the backbone of our company in some cases. Yeah. Yeah. So. You're you're saying that race orientation gender. gender is more important than ability mm -hmm. and knowledge they they have metrics out that say by say 2024 we want this many blank in power women in power women yeah. in management Whatever. this um demographic and management blah 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 yeah so it's like okay and that tells me okay if i went up for an interview and i might have been more qualified i might not it should go to the best person but i could have simply lost it just because i didn't meet that metric right just because i didn't fit into their um what scheme or not scheme yeah. uh but their plan their yeah plan. what about your side of things you're in the healthcare business rachel do you see this kind of thing 
I work for a really small company, so I don't really see a whole lot. And see, I love small companies my, because it, that's southern. But owned. my yeah. small company is <laughs> also working with pediatrics, and that also lends to it being female dominated. Okay. And so our owner is a female, and out of all of the people in my company, I only know of one male, and we just hired him. Okay. Um, I don't. How know. many locations do you have? Like, how many people is that? Fifty to seventy, somewhere in there. Okay. Max. That's um, not a tiny company. That's. So we have yeah. two two regions. We have the upstate, and then we also have Charleston. Okay. So they've got three the or four locations in Charleston, and then we've got two locations in the upstate: one in Anderson, and then one in Greer. Okay. And between the Greer and Anderson location, we have one male in our entire region. Um, So I don't see a whole lot of it because we are very female dominated. Yeah. (laughs) Nobody's going to complain about that one. (laughs) Um, So I don't see a whole, whole lot of this, um, which is nice. Yeah. Just wait till he doesn't get a promotion. Oh yeah. It's going to be on. (laughs) (laughs) You passed me over. No, but actually I am super excited to have this male in our company. He is an occupational therapist and it is super important for young children, especially those who, young boys, to have role models who are yeah. male. Yeah. And so it's really great that he's a part of our team now. And I'm super thankful that he's there. Um, but it is just a female-dominated industry mm. area. Similar to nursing. I mean, the medical field in general. Yes. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Caregivers, the nurturers. Mm-hmm. Um, sorry. It's like, it's I, like just, I, just, I just gender typed, didn't I? <gasps> you did. Uh, but we'll, it's t- we'll talk about that next week. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I don't know. I, it, it's 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 a tough situation, you know. But here's what I've seen so far to to this point: like nothing has panned out that has really changed anything in the company. That, as far as my experience goes, since the DNI training has come about. I know that there are um, there are folks in the company who um, I know I know the initial complaint that came through the company was that women didn't seem women seemed to have a ceiling as far as how high they could go in the company. That was the first complaint. So that's when the DNI started, right? Um, and since then, um, we, I haven't seen any change in leadership, right? It's not like, it's not like the, the C-level suite is going to say, oh, I shouldn't have this job. Let me give it to someone else and quit. Let me step down and you take over. <laughs> yeah, that's not going to happen, right? Um, and it hasn't. Um, so, and, and the other side of it is, you know, the HR side of things HR is typically female dominated mm-hmm. and that's true for our company. I mean, the people in charge of HR, the people who work in HR, as far as I know, are all female. So it, nothing's changed. Right. Nothing has changed. And people still treat each other with respect as we always have. Um, so I have to think that this is a, a it's a virtue signal 
for our company, right? It was something that I think they did, maybe with good intentions, but ultimately to say this is what we did, and now it's getting quieter and quieter. Although, yeah, although the DNI training is getting more and more explicit in that this this past year's they it's an online training course and there are videos that are shown that show different scenarios and how to respond to them right and this one was the first time i ever saw one of those videos that had a transgendered person in it mm-hmm. and how they were treated so um but you know after all that said i i really don't see any difference and it's not it's not talked about anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, they're they're keeping these things in place once mm-hmm. a year. You hear about it, and then after that, let's get on with work, and let's like do our thing. Type of training that we have to do every year. That like yeah. there's one or two small tweaks to it. Yeah. But otherwise, it stays the same. Yeah. Yeah. Same. So you haven't seen any differences. It your work either really it's like you said like just i think even ours is twice a year like once early in the first quarter and one one probably late third and it's okay it's time for our annual diversity inclusion and um harassment training mm-hmm. and that manager tells us to do it that's probably the only time we talk about it and then it's done with until the next time like you said i mean we treat it's you're still a professional right yeah i mean in the work sense so yeah. you still treat people with respect and whatnot, it doesn't matter what background or stuff you. Right. But obviously, I know that the trainings out there because there always is one person. But that's more of a moral per- issue, not necessarily a company issue. Yeah, and I think it's I think it's interesting as so. <laughs> let me just ask the question: As a Christian, how should we treat those who might be? I mean, we sort of talked about this last week, right? How should we treat those who uh, live a different lifestyle than we would agree with, or are transgendered, or whatever? How how how, how are we supposed to treat those people? With love and respect. Love and respect, right? Love, I mean, you, it, love your neighbor, but I mean, you still should be a light in some way. And absolutely, just yeah. I mean, One of the things that we just talked about last night in our small group was the greatest commandment that God ever gave was to love your neighbor as yourself. However, in order to be able to perform that command, you have to love God first. Yeah. And so in order to love all of our neighbors with respect and love, we have to love God first. Yeah. That sounds like a great small group. I should come to that sometime. <laughs> You'd have to ask our I'll send you a leader. Invitation. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> but that's a good point, though. I mean, you have to love God first. And it's... I don't understand. Like, our company almost has that mindset just because we have Christian values. They immediately think it's going to be us. It's going to be enraged. I mean, did I agree with this email? Absolutely not. But am I enraged by it? Like, like saying, I'm, I'm furious. I'm ready to send emails and go strike in the middle of our lobby. And no. Fly out to Portland. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I will be there in 12 hours. You just wait. <laughs> no. But it's, I don't know. It's interesting for sure. Yeah. It is. Um, I don't know that we've answered any questions or solved anything today, but it is interesting to kind of get thoughts around what's going on, you know, and, um, 
I don't know if there's anything that will help anybody from this episode, but just know that you're not the only one if your company's doing this too. Um, that, uh, you know, in the end, you know, God is still sovereign. He's still in control of all of this. And um, obviously I think, um, again, we, we've had a, a big win in that uh, not as many babies will be murdered. And um, hopefully there'll be a good number of states that will follow suit and um, disallow it. The other thing that, the other argument that I hear a lot of is about, you know, what about, what about in these extreme situations, right? The, the woman's been raped or it's an incest thing or the mom's going to die if she has this baby, right? We're having this discussion. It's what do you do in those situations, right? So, uh, number one, that's, that's probably less than 4%. I think he looked it up. It was like 2%. Like, okay. It was one of those things. Somebody shared something. I did yeah. not quote-unquote fat check it. Like, right. You know, Facebook does for you. Um, yeah. But it was like, you know, 93% is just your typical got pregnant. And then. Don't want it. Rape and was like less than 1% total. Yeah. Which doesn't negate it. It's still a terrible issue. And yeah. It's, that's a tough. Very tough sad. call. Yeah. But again, you know, when, when in any other crime, when do we punish the child for the sins of the father right there's no other crime that we would do that and it's not that it's not the child's fault and the child is otherwise healthy i know it's i know it's tough for the woman to have to carry that child to term mm-hmm. but you do see stories of people who are the product of rape, who were allowed to be born mm-hmm. and lived full lives, wonderful lives, and the moms are grateful for them. It happens, right? Um, now, would I want my kids or grandkids to have to go through that? Absolutely not. But it's... There's just no other crime where we would punish a kid for what the father did, right? And especially a capital. So I think that part of this whole topic has to include adoption and foster children and mental health of women. Oh, absolutely. Because in situations like that, there needs to be more support for the woman. Absolutely. And then there needs to be easier access to adoption. Yep. So that these children are cared for properly, whether yep. the mother is mentally stable enough to do it for herself or sh- we Still give that child up to adoption. Yep. Absolutely. That woman needs support. 1 Resources. billion percent agree and Historically, Christians have adopted far more people, far more babies than any other people group. And it is so um, hard for people to adopt. It is it, because there, there are so few. There, there's a there's a, there's more people wanting to adopt than there are babies babies available. 
well, we got two friends. I won't mention their names, but they're fosters, and they have one uh, daughter they fostered and were able to adopt. Mm-hmm. Then they had a set of siblings, and there was a third one as well who wasn't with them at the time because of special needs. Mm-hmm. They wanted to adopt all three, and they said, we don't care. We want all three of them with yeah. us because they grow to love them like their own. Sure. I mean, yeah. it's it's a special person to be a foster, and the state or whoever's in charge um, – did not let them adopt and they ended up going back to the original families mm-hmm. which was a bad situation yeah. to begin with yeah and it's like for us it's like it's scary because where are those children going to end up yeah they well, had loving people and now we don't yeah i think the state's number one option is if there's any way possible they can get them back into the family reunification it, is always the number one goal right i do not agree with that yeah goal. This because was from an abusive, some, like, yeah, shaking baby issues yeah, and yeah. That, like, is, that kind of stuff I can't deal with. Whether yeah. it's with the biological ch- biological parents or with family of some kind, sometimes that's not the best option. Yeah, that's true. Um, I know of some people, because I work in the healthcare industry with children, I work with foster children, um, and I know of a set of siblings who are going back to there's three one's going to one great aunt and the two are going to another great aunt and the great aunts have literally said that they do not want to adopt the children and yet they're being released back to these great aunts because the mom on the stand who is believed to have been either an accomplice or turning a turning an eye to the abuse of these children said on the stand that she would rather have the children be with quote unquote family than be adopted. Mm. And the family members said they didn't want them. And the family members who are taking the children have said they don't want to adopt them. Mm. So they're just going to be in kinship care for the rest of their life. Mm. And that's just sad. And and the reason for that is because reunification is the number one goal. Yeah. Yeah. I think our child needs to be reunited with you right now. He's, he's crying. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, you're right. We we do need we do need more help for for women in this situation. Um, so we will uh, we'll definitely pray for that, and um, and I'm sure um, more of that will come about. So anyway, we should uh, we should probably wrap it up right there. Okay, thanks. Do your thing. We'll wrap it up. <laughs> We're wrapping it now. Did you bring the tape? Here's your bow. Oh, thanks. Thanks, everyone, for listening today. Uh, remember, get your question comments. They are welcome. Ask at all7days.com, 864-660-9473. We'll have the conversation with you about this topic and any other you want to have. Let others know about the podcast. Leave us a review on iTunes. And support us, all7days.com, slash shop, anchor.fm, slash all7days. This is the All 7 Days Podcast, where the goal is to get you to think so highly of God that you forget about yourself. And go give someone what you value most today. <laughs>